Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Hello and welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse, and today we are going to be talking about the kids being at home. We're going to be talking about social media and how to keep your kids safe while they're spending all this time on computers, doing school from home, and everything else. So we're going to cover like how to get involved, how to learn what they're up to, and what kind of tools are available to parents and also to, uh, to kids. So it is my pleasure to introduce to you today Tova Gar. She is the CEO and founder from Girls to Women, an organization dedicated to strengthening the mother-daughter relationship, strengthening the parent-teen relationship, and educating parents about their teens and social media. Tova's work focuses on supporting and mentoring teens and helping parents understand and support their kids through the challenges of adolescence. Tova runs mother-daughter workshops, workshops and lectures for parents on all teen issues, especially social media. She also runs group coaching programs and provides one-on-one coaching. She has spent over 20 years working with teens and young adults around the world in Israel, the U.S., Australia, South Africa, the former Soviet Union, and more. Tova is committed to bridging the gap between parents and teens and making sure parents know how to talk to their teens in a way that they can hear it. So important. Hey, Tova, thanks so much for being here with us today. It's a pleasure to have you. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be with you today. Yeah, so things are kind of crazy these days with everything shut down and everybody's at home and parents are trying to figure out homeschooling and kids are spending all kinds of times on the computer and this kind of stuff. And, you know, social media is always a concern and making sure that kids are safe on the computer, you know, is always something that is not that far away from, you know, people's parents' minds. And so I wanted to bring you in to talk about that today. So thank you for being here. Well, I'm excited to be here. It's my favorite topic to talk about any day, and especially these days when, as you're saying, it's something that I think every parent, no matter the age of their kids, is dealing with this dilemma of, you know, if, it's, if in, in regular times this is a big an issue, what do we do now when we're constantly at home? And especially with so many parents trying to work at home um, and do their best to get their work done as well, how do we balance that? How do we make it work? Mm-hmm. It's a, a real challenge. Yeah, for sure. So what are the like the biggest concerns that you have seen, you know, cropping up out of, you know, this whole new environment that we're in? Well, I think the challenges are the same challenges that we face. They're just more intense Um, because kids have so much time, even if they're doing school online in some kind of format. The reality is that most schools are not really equipped uh, and weren't ready for this situation. Um, so, like, I look at my, my um, you know, my nephews and my niece and how they deal with what's going on. And the reality is that, you know, even the oldest one who's 14 isn't spending that much time, let's be honest, doing schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a lot of free time. And the natural place that they gravitate to, because that is the world that they grew up in, is their computers and their phones, if they have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the things that we need to be concerned on that, concerned by are a few things. First of all, what are they being exposed to, Mm -hmm. right? Kids are naturally curious. They're naturally interested. Mm -hmm. Um, And when they have free time, they're going to go exploring. That's one option. The other options are the things that are coming at them. We know that um, whether it's on video games or on various social media platforms from, from Instagram to Snapchat to TikTok, et cetera, There are things coming at our kids, and and I'm intentionally calling it coming at our kids, that they are not necessarily asking for, whether it is people reaching out to them and and talking to them, whether it's when your son or your daughter are playing video games and, you know, they're playing, they play in groups, they don't play alone, and, you know, you don't know or they don't necessarily know who's on the other side, what language they're using, what kind of, you know, chat messages are coming their way, um, and the longer, the more time they're spending online, 
the more possibility is for for things to happen. Um, and you know, things can be innocent, um, and they can and they can be intentional. It depends on where your kid's at, what's been going on, what was going on before this all started, what stress level they have right now, which you may or may may not be aware of. Um, you know, and and I I, I kind of want to, if it's okay with you, take a step back and say. Mm-hmm. that I want everybody listening right now to give themselves a break um, and be kind to yourself. Um, nobody's doing it right. Nobody's doing it right right now. It's just not something that we are capable of. This is not a regular situation. This is not, e- even in regular days, this is hard enough. Mm-hmm. And this is a stressful situation for all of us. It's stressful for our kids. It's stressful for us. Um, and so expecting ourselves to excel right now at parenting is an unrealistic expectation. We need to give ourselves permission to know that we're not going to be doing it perfectly. That being said, there's a lot that we can and we should be doing, uh, with our, with our kids right now for their own safety in the same way that we would do every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and if now you can eliminate certain concerns that you may have with your kids out of the house. This is where you need to be putting your focus. The focus and the the capacity that you do have to deal with things, I think you need to be dealing with these issues. Okay. And what kind of things should parents um, be aware of or what kind of issues, um, you know, are you talking about in particular? So I think it depends on the age group, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I think is, is true for all age groups is screen addiction. Now, mm-hmm. I will say that... You know, normally what I would say to parents is you want to limit screen time, mm-hmm. right? You want to limit it. Uh, this is not the best, you know, this is an age where your kids' brains are developing. If they are spending a tremendous amount of time on the screen, it is, is literally physically changing the way their brain is wiring and rewiring itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is not a healthy thing. The reality that we live in is going to make that very difficult. I hope that the reality we live in is a short-lived reality and then it's not that big of a deal if this lasts longer and this lasts several months and we should talk again. Mm-hmm. Um, but assuming this is a, a hopefully a, a two, two and a half month kind of deal, then you can give them a break on how much time they are spending on their screen so they don't become addicted. But you need to be very aware of the behaviors that your kids are having when it comes to screen time. So if you ask your kids to step away from the screen and you're getting a tantrum and your kid is not two or three years old, but they're 10 or 14 or 16 and they're having a tantrum because you've asked them to step away from technology, then you know, then this is something you need to be paying more attention to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you'll know by their behavior. So the first one is, is addiction, right? Where it becomes physically hard for them to step away. We know that um, what technology does to the brain, the kind of feedback that it's getting is the same kind of reward system that our body gets from uh, drugs and from alcohol, the same kind of dopamine feel good experience they get. Uh, And in a time like this, when things can be very stressful or uncomfortable or not normal, that feel good is very, very attractive. Mm -hmm. And you want to come back again and again in this Technology is also built in a way that makes them feel good, right? It makes us feel good. If you're playing a game on your computer, the rewards are set for you to feel really good and come back and want more. Uh, and this is all happening very fast. So the first thing is, is addiction and paying attention to where your kids are at on that scale. Again, the easiest way to find out is simply by asking them to step away and seeing what their reaction is. Okay. okay? That's, mm-hmm. that's number one. The other one has to do with pornography. And I believe me and you have talked about this in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and exposure to pornography, again, depending on the age of your kids, um, you want to be having conversations about pornography very early because exposure to pornography um, is happening at a younger and younger age. We're already seeing kids, uh, definitely, by the way, at six or seven, but by nine, 10, 11, most kids have already seen pornography mm-hmm. uh, on social media. Again, either because they were curious and they came across it um, or because um, they weren't looking for it, but it was sent to them in various ways. Um, I'll never forget a friend of mine who shared with me her daughter was nine. She went over to a friend, came back, didn't talk for 24 hours, 
you don't really have kids going to their friends these days. But nevertheless, she came back. It took a long time until her daughter spoke to her. When she finally did, what she found out is her daughter had seen pornography, uh, which is very graphic pornography. And I think that, that parents need to know that today is pornography isn't a Playboy magazine. It looks very different today online. Um, and she was really traumatized. And so she called her friend, the, you know, the, the friend's mother. And the mother mm-hmm. said, you know, it's my fault. And why is it your fault? Well, it's my fault because she had asked, her daughter had asked questions about sexuality and she answered some of them, but she knew she didn't really answer all her questions. Mm-hmm. And what is, you know, any kid today when they have something they don't know, where do they go? They go to their friend Google. That's and right. Ask Google, Google. Sex, ask Google. You know, everybody knows my <laughs> secure level constantly says that. He constantly tells me to Google something. Yeah. Um, they go to Google and when you Google sex, you get pornography. And what do you do when you know you see something that you, you instinctively know this isn't, you shouldn't be looking at this, right? Cause they just know. Mm-hmm. So you show your best friend. That's what mm-hmm. you do. So, you know, I always have parents who are like, well, this will never, you know, the, my, my kids live in a safe environment. This will never happen to them. You know, they have good friends that, you know, I get, I get all kinds of stories of, mm-hmm. you know, after the fact of why they didn't think this could happen to their kids. And right. It's just the world that we live in. So you want to, if you haven't already had these conversations, you need to be having these conversations now. Yes. Age appropriate, but you need to be having them and go under the assumption that if you have a child over the age of 11, there's a pretty good chance that they've already been exposed in one way or another. Um, so, So have those conversations. And what that leads to is a lot of different things, which I don't think we have enough time to talk about today. I'm happy to, um, in terms of what we're seeing, the results of kids, you know, early exposure to pornography uh, and continual exposure to pornography in terms of the way they're behaving sexually with one another, relationships, there are lots of... Yeah, erectile dysfunction, all kinds of things, which we have talked about some of this stuff on other episodes, but yes, it's a huge problem. Mm -hmm. Huge, huge, huge problem. Uh, which is why really this, and this is, by the way, you're home alone. This is a great time to have these conversations. Yes. It's a great time to do it because often these conversations are not a one-time deal. They're multiple conversations mm-hmm. and approaching it in different directions and in different ways, uh, especially if your child is resistant, which most kids are and don't really want to be talking about this with you, uh, especially as they move into their teenage age, the teenage years. And so mm-hmm. it's going to be a long process. You now have the time to do it. So yeah, and I love that you're. Your yeah, I was gonna say I I love that you're you know pointing out that we need to approach it from different angles because it's true you know it just in general, adults take you know hearing something you know five six seven times in order for it to sink in and the same thing with kids so the more ways that you can present the information. Um, you know, different styles, different conversations, the better, because it will help them to get the message. Because research has shown that a lot of times that, you know, parents think that, oh, yeah, I've had this conversation with my kids and this kind of thing. And then the researcher turn around and ask the kid, you know, did your parents talk to you about this? And they're like, uh, no. (laughs) And maybe they did, but they just like didn't register, you know, all this kind of stuff. So yeah, having these conversations, you know, often you know repeatedly it's all good stuff and now is super mm-hmm. important yeah mm-hmm. which is you know it's just where they are also developmentally yeah, they need sure. things to be repeated many 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 times for them to actually get it and process it and for it to stay with them and mm-hmm. the, the, the flip side of that of that is also the the need and the the feeling of reward that they get from doing risky things and here I want to address things that are, that are more relevant to hopefully older kids. But older kids, by the way, um, from experience of kids that I work with, is like 12 and older. It's not mm-hmm. what maybe when I was a kid, older kids were. Um, and that has to do actually with, um, it, especially if they have a boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, has to do with sending nude pictures, nude videos, uh, etc. during this time. So that... In general, sending um, pictures is a, and videos is a huge problem mm-hmm. that, that we have today with teens. Uh, it's happening all the time. There's a lot of pressure uh, to do it. Um, there are endless stories of kids who have gotten in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you, you, you know, and even a girl that I worked with who was in a, a very committed relationship with a boy at a young age, um despite talking about it she sent him pictures and when they broke up 
um, you know, he got mad at her at some point and he shared them. Yeah. Right. And it's she a was, problem. It was a huge problem. It's a mm-hmm. huge problem. And in times like this, when they can't see each other, there's even more pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's even for more sure. pressure. Let's take um, a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll finish up on that thought you were just going to have. All right. We'll be right back. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you sick of condoms? Does hormonal birth control make you feel sick? Does it cause you to gain weight or kill your sex drive? Do you wish there was a better way to manage your fertility that didn't involve putting artificial hormones in your body? There is a better way, and I've been using it successfully to manage my fertility for over 25 years. It starts with a greater understanding of the female body and a deep dive into exploring your own body and cycle to discover what is normal for you. In my online course, you'll learn about the female cycle and natural birth control methods. I'll teach you my fertility freedom formula so that you'll know how to successfully apply this information to provide you with the level of protection you need to feel comfortable to engage sexually without fear of getting pregnant or getting a sexually transmitted infection. Visit HolisticSexEdRadio.com to find out more. That's HolisticSexEdRadio.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey everyone, we're back. Tova, finish your thought. Sure. So um, we were talking about, as you may remember, um, sending pictures and videos uh, naked mm-hmm. uh, yes. of your kids one to another. Again, I know that for many of you, the idea that your kid would do such a thing sounds crazy and ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. You're saying to yourself, my kid is smarter or my kid wouldn't do such a thing, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So whatever story you're telling yourself, I can tell you from working for, with many, many, many teens, um, all from good homes, all who, many of them whose parents have talked to them about these things, they still do it. Um, and so, especially in times like this, I know that this is something that I have intentionally done with my private clients, uh, the teens that I work with especially the ones who have been in a relationship is I have reiterated this uh, and kind of said, you know, I've got something important. I want to remind you of this. We've talked about this before, but this is a good time for a reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just talk it through, be open and be honest as uncomfortable as it may feel for you. And as uncomfortable as it may feel for them, that's okay. Um, I don't, I don't want you to step away from this conversation because they feel uncomfortable uh, or because you do. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the reaction that I sometimes get, right. Um, you know, I was trying to have a conversation with my niece. She's 11 the other day and she was like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to talk about this. And I was like, I get it that you don't want to talk about it, but we're going to talk about it anyhow, because it's important. Yeah. Um, so, so my answer to her also was you can choose the time, right? If you don't want to talk about it right now, that's okay. What time works for you, mm-hmm. right? What time, what setting, you know, let them set it up so they feel more comfortable or a little bit more control of the situation, but have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is another thing that I think is really important during these times. Um, the other thing is this is just a really, really good time to have conversations in general. Um, at the end of the day, communication is the answer, in my opinion, to really honestly everything. So mm-hmm. everything that has to do with your relationship, all the challenges that you're having, all the successes that you're having, all come down to having open, honest, good conversation. And that is one of the things that we are most challenged with. Um, 
we are as adults, we are with our kids. Um, my philosophy is you want to be open and you want to be honest. Uh, this also means you're going to get called on all the things where you are not being completely aligned with the things that you say versus the things that you do. Yep. And now that you're spending many hours with your kids at home, they can see everywhere in your life where you are not in alignment, um, including the places where you lose your temper and where you're upset, where you have no more patience. And I found myself the other day and I was just like, I just don't have patience for it. You know, I just, I had no patience. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, I ran out, like I was done, right? I just, yep. I needed so quiet. I needed to not be disturbed. I didn't want to hear my six-year-old nephews yelling and screaming anymore. It's a big screamer. I was like, I just, I, I'm done, right? I'm done. Mm -hmm. um, and we have those moments and they have those moments too. We need to learn to respect each other's space and at the same time have expectations from them and then have expectations from us and be able to talk about it. One of the things that I'm seeing a lot in the current situation is, this is again with my private clients that, that I talk to, is that there is there the parents have expectations mm -hmm. right because i'll talk to the parents and then i talk to the kids and the kids are completely unaware of the, the parents expectations and the parents are sure that they told the kids what the expectations were right mm -hmm. um and that brings clashes and one mm -hmm. of the things that came up from one of those conversations you know speaking of social media is that one of the teens uh that i work with struggles and is struggling with um, and was, this is before we came into the situation, was struggling socially, mm -hmm. um, for a lot of different reasons that have to do with his parents' divorce and all kinds of other things going on in the family. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of withdrawn and his father has been pushing him to be social. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the only way that he can be social right now? Through talking to his friends at night on video games. Right. And then there's, there's this huge conflict because the father's like, I don't want you playing video games at one o'clock in the morning. And he's saying, this is the only time of day that they have to, they have to connect because they're at school during the day. Now, is it true or not? Could they find other times or not? That's a conversation. But if there's no real conversation, right? If the, the kid doesn't feel he can talk to his father and say, you have this expectation of me. I feel like this is how I'm fulfilling it, but you're taking that away from me. I can't win. Right then we can't find the place that works, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that causes a tremendous amount of tension and upset. Mm -hmm. uh, and usually what happens when that happens with teens is what was happening with this kid is he was simply doing it behind his father's back. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. They right? hide it and they withdraw more. They hide. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yep. So it may not always be fun to have open and honest conversations. Um, but they lead in the right direction. Yeah, they um, do. And uh, and speaking of, you know, difficult conversations, I actually did a podcast episode uh, early on in my uh, radio show, and it still is like number three most listened to <laughs> episode of my thing, you know, <laughs> which is great, you know, because it's true. We these conversations are hard, you know, and, and, and how do you say, how, how do you have this conversation without, you know, pushing somebody's, you know, triggering their, their defenses and pushing their buttons and, you know, saying something that shuts down the conversation and, you know, produces a bad outcome instead of the good outcome. And so, yeah, it's definitely, it's a challenge. And it's uh, a challenge. And, and what I want people to remember is exactly is that you keep trying. You don't, you're, first of all, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to do it wrong. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to push the buttons you shouldn't have pushed. They're going to push your buttons and you're going to lose your temper. Whatever it is, um, something's going to go wrong. And that's totally okay because that's the nature of conversations. So be willing to admit when you're wrong. Be mm -hmm. willing to look at your own behavior and own your own behavior and your own side of the story. Be willing to listen and be open and expect the same thing from them. So, mm -hmm. you know, Whatever the dynamic looks like in your family, if it's get mad at each other, step away, and then come back to the conversation. What we do so often with difficult conversations is we start them, mm -hmm. we get resistance, mm -hmm. and then we back off. Right. And that's the end, right? Or, you know, or we approach them and we disagree and somebody, you know, things, we lose our temper and then we don't go back to it. 
whatever it is, we stop conversations as opposed to, as opposed to, as we were saying earlier uh, in our show today, is it's an ongoing, it's mm-hmm. always ongoing. It's mm-hmm. never, it's a never ending conversation. Yeah. Um, so it's important to remember that and, and be kind to yourself, especially these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So what else? So right now, my list I have, let's talk about addiction, porn, nudes, keep the conversation going. Is there anything else off the top of your head that that we would add to this list, um, you know, for parents just to, you know, be aware of and, and to have these conversations with their kids? I think that one of the other things I want parents to be aware of is that in times like this, um, it's difficult sometimes to see on your kids how they're really feeling. And one of the things that we know about online use and, and misuse um, when it comes to, you know, social media in general is that what happens online is always a reflection of what's going on in your child's real life. Uh-huh. So what that means is that if your child is feeling lonely in their real life, they're going to search for friends and connections online. Uh-huh. If they are being bullied in real life, they may turn around and bully others online as a way to gain power. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there's, they're always a mirror of one another. And so being especially attentive during these times to where your kids are at mm-hmm. and how they're dealing with the situation. Um, because remember, they're bringing with them whatever was going on before this mm-hmm. all started. Mm-hmm. And then they're being put into this like fishbowl with you know their family all day but life is still going on and so for your kids who are old enough to have cell phones and already being connected online with their friends it's very possible that what was going on before is continuing online even though they may not be seeing each other right they're seeing each other uh, on facetime or whatever you know Mm -hmm. snapchat whatever it is that they're using to connect um and so those dynamics they may not be going to school but the school dynamics and friend dynamics are still with them And you may not have any idea that that's going on. So being really attentive to their moods and to what's going on, um, who they're connecting with, Mm -hmm. right? It's much easier when they're actually outside and being social. Um, You know, hopefully you know who they're hanging out with, who they're going to play with after, you know, hang out with after school, depending on their age, play slash hang out, uh, whatever it is they're doing. When they're only at home and they're constantly online, you many times probably have no idea who they're talking to. Um, And so you want to be more aware both of what's going on and then as a result, what what is the mirror behavior uh, that's happening there? Um, Is your kid withdrawing more than normal, right? Are they hiding behind closed doors more? That could be for a lot of different reasons. It could Mm -hmm. be because they're online all the time. It could be because they actually just are enjoying the quiet. Um, there, there are a lot of different reasons. We don't always have to jump to the, you know, to the negative. There could be great reasons. I have a client who's thriving in this new situation. She, she loves it. She's a, a real introvert. Mm-hmm. And, and like her art, her journaling, her music is incredible mm-hmm. um, because she doesn't have to deal anymore with a high school drama. You know, right. that's kind of been cut down to a minimum. She can yes. manage it and how much yes. she lets it into her life. Um, and so she's loving it. Um, mm-hmm. That's not true for everybody. Yeah, you know, so yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. I was talking to my friend the other day. You know, I'm an introvert by nature, and I was just, you know, telling her it's like, yeah, the introverts are having a great time, and the extroverts are struggling. You know, because it's mm-hmm. hard. You know, being home all the time when you're used to like being out on the go. And let's take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, I'd actually like to talk a little bit more about how to maybe, you know, get involved a little bit more with your kids, like find out what they're doing online, how to tap into what they're feeling without necessarily feeling like you're, you're prying or um, snooping on them type thing. So we'll take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you sick of condoms? Does hormonal birth control make you feel sick? Does it cause you to gain weight or kill your sex drive? 
Do you wish there was a better way to manage your fertility that didn't involve putting artificial hormones in your body? There is a better way, and I've been using it successfully to manage my fertility for over 25 years. It starts with a greater understanding of the female body and a deep dive into exploring your own body and cycle to discover what is normal for you. In my online course, you'll learn about the female cycle and natural birth control methods. I'll teach you my fertility freedom formula so that you'll know how to successfully apply this information to provide you with the level of protection you need to feel comfortable to engage sexually without fear of getting pregnant or getting a sexually transmitted infection. Visit HolisticSexEdRadio.com to find out more. That's HolisticSexEdRadio.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. So we're back. So Tova, so how can parents kind of get the pulse of what their kids are feeling emotionally during this time period and also find out what they're doing online without like feeling like they're being snoopy or, you know, invading privacy, um, you know, prying, that sort of thing. So how can parents find out what's going uh, on? The simplest answer is connection, connection, connection. Mm-hmm. Find multiple times during the day uh, where you're connecting with your child and with your teen in multiple different ways. Um, when we don't talk to our teens at all, and then, you know, we pick this one half hour a day where we choose to show interest in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It feels like that you're putting a huge spotlight on them and they mm-hmm. feel very intimidated. Mm-hmm. Right. Suddenly you're looking at them and you care about what they're doing when you don't care the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. If you find multiple times during the day to connect, it feels a lot less intimidating. Right. So if you're just checking in, Hey, how's it going? What are you up to? Is one way. Mm-hmm. Another way is, um, having them show you what they're doing by doing it together. So TikTok, right, is all the rage. Um, For those who don't know, TikTok is an app. You go in, you get um, multiple videos that show up on your your screen. You don't actually get to choose them, but but you can can follow certain people, but you'll show, you'll see all kinds of videos from all kinds of people. It's a lot of stupid stuff, a lot of music, a lot of making things show up. There are a lot of challenges on TikTok now. Um, Do things together, have them show you, right? You can be funny and goofy and fun together as a way of them actually showing you what they're doing and and how they're using the technology. Um, They may think that you're weird. They may think that you're ridiculous, uh, especially if you've never done this before, that's okay. Let them think that you're crazy and goofy and ridiculous and you want to do it anyhow. You may actually find out that you're having a lot of fun together, mm-hmm. uh, doing the things that they care about and that they're interested in. You can have them teach you various things, right? If, if there's anything we know about teens is they think that as adults, we are stupid and don't know anything. So <laughs> tap into that and have them teach you how to do things. Um, I was just doing this the other day with my 14-year-old nephew. He was showing he's very he's a huge geek and very much into computer stuff and I just had him sit down and teach me a whole bunch of stuff um do I particularly care by the way about any of it none at all do I remember any of it nothing but he felt really empowered and I found out a tremendous amount about what he's doing all day on that computer right Mm -hmm. where is he spending his time you know he's building these these worlds and castles and all kinds of things um and now I know Mm-hmm. Right. Where until a few days ago, I was kind of wondering what he was doing all day in his room. Um, so by being interested in wanting to learn and wanting him to teach me, now I have a better sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to check in in unexpected times. So one of the things that, you know, I've seen some parents do who've listened to the stuff, you know, my social media course or things that I've taught before, they come back and they're like, well, I have now a schedule and I check in at 10 and I check in at 1130. And I'm like, that doesn't work. 
right? Your kids are totally on to you. They feel that you're doing things at a regular time. They're ready for, for an answer. Catch them at, in unexpected times. Just kind of check in, ask them how they're doing. Ask them if they want to see a movie together. Let them choose the movie, right? Sometimes by just asking your, your teenager to pick a movie, you will get a sense of what kind of mood they're in, mm-hmm. right? Interesting. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, which is another thing that you can do. Um, ask them if they want to play a game. You know, I find that what game they want to play is also an indicator of what mood they're in. Do they, you know, if they usually if they want a, a one thousand piece puzzle, you know, they're 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 kind of they've got the time, they have the focus, they totally want to spend more time with you. You know, if they're p- picking something backgammon, it's they want to, you know, they, they're willing to indulge me by like, you know, playing a couple games of backgammon and they're out of there because it's a really quick game. Um, you know, d- depending, again, on the, the choices that they make, you can actually learn a lot about how they feel and what they're doing without having to ask. But then also do things. You know, we're home together. We're eating three meals a day. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, have them cook with you. Mm-hmm. right? Have them be in charge of cooking. Um, that will also give you an indication, connect them to other people. So one of the great things that my parents are doing, my parents have been self-isolating for about five weeks now, which is a lot. Uh, and we're a family that sees each other a lot. So it's mm-hmm. definitely very difficult. And so my parents um, now have a Zoom meeting every day at noon with all the grandchildren and whatever children can come. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have an adult one in the evening as well. But mm-hmm. what's happened, interestingly, is as we, you know, time has gone on, and we've been having these Zoom meetings as they've started, we started doing cooking classes. So today, my mother actually taught it's um, the, the grandchildren how to make something, uh, a family recipe. But last week, it was my niece, the other day, it was my, my, my nephew. Um, every, every day, somebody else has been teaching something. Um, and so a lot of times the adults were not there, but my parents can report on how they're doing mm-hmm. because the way they're showing up, you know, how they're reacting when things is, you know, she dropped an egg and it didn't quite go the way she wanted, or, you know, she burnt what she made, how they're reacting is also a great indication. And you mm-hmm. can get it from a third party who's neutral to them. Um, and, you know, who isn't present, which is also a great way to do things. Mm-hmm. So those are, are just a few ideas. I'm sure if you keep asking, I'll come up with some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I love the idea of the family Zoom meetings. And I've heard of, you know, friends getting together for happy hours and things like that. But, um, yeah, like a daily Zoom meeting for the family just to kind of check in and, you know, touch base with everybody. I think it's actually a great idea. It's a lot of fun. It's actually, you know, it's, it's interesting to see that us as the adults in the family uh, and most of us are, are working from home and trying to balance a leg on the mm-hmm. one hand, it's like, oh, great, right? My parents are taking care of the kids for right. a while mm-hmm. uh, is we also like we all of us kind of hop on, even if it's just for, you know, five, 10 minutes, because it's fun. It's a right. great way of connecting. This never happens. Right. right. We see each other, but we see each other on holidays, you know, you know, right. once in a while on the weekend, but we never get to connect in this kind of way so intensely on a regular basis. And it's nice to see everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I highly recommend it. It's been for us as a family, you know, as an extended family, it's been a really great experience for everybody. Yeah. Um, and, and for people who don't know what Zoom is, Zoom is a video conferencing app that allows you to jump on if you have a video camera um just click the link it's very easy it downloads uh, i don't even think you have to download anything on your computer it just mm-hmm. hooks, hooks you right up to the zoom room and there you are with your family or whoever you gave the uh, link to and um it's free to use you can have um for free accounts you get 40 minutes uh for free before they kick you off if you have more than two people. And if you have more than two people, you can just fire up the meeting again after they boot you off and keep going. <laughs> or you can pay the $15 a month and uh, have unlimited meeting time. So either way. Exactly. Yeah. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what else uh, is out there as far as like, um, like, you know, social media stuff changes so fast. You know, TikTok is the latest rage and I have a hard time keeping up with all this stuff. You know, I'm still back in, you know, Twitter 
Facebook and barely getting my feet into Instagram. And I know I'm like way behind the time. So can you tell us like what are the, you know, the, the apps that kids are using today and what parents, uh, like maybe the highlights, what parents ought to know about each one? Sure. So um, honestly, I'm not sure we have enough time for that. Um, oh, oh. I recommend people use, <laughs> oh, I mean, I'll, I'll talk to you about TikTok, but mm-hmm. um, my free gift, which we'll talk about later, the free, the, the social media bootcamp will have a lot of that information. Okay, perfect. Um, so, so people can definitely go there. I will say in, is that the TikTok is the big one today. Um, mm-hmm. It's changing all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, TikToks are basically short videos that people put up. They can edit them in different ways, uh, create all kinds of effects, add music. Um, th- there's a lot of creativity that goes into TikTok, um, which is the positive side of it. The negative mm-hmm. side of it, again, is that you can put anybody can put things up, which means there's no control over the content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since when you open your TikTok, you just keep getting more and more videos and you never know what the next video is. So the, the, the content that you're getting could be very inappropriate. Uh, you don't know until you're watching it, right? Okay. You can then, you know, swipe it away, but the, the damage is done. So you, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, once you've seen it, which is the challenge by it. Um, there are always attempts. What you need to know about teens and apps is that, even the apps, and there are many that teens should not be using, what happens is that there are constantly new ones, right? We shut one down, a new one pops up the next day or 10 other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you need to constantly be looking at your teens' phones and be aware of what apps they're using. The best is if you're actually the one who gives them permission to download the apps because then you know what they're downloading. Mm-hmm. Um and you, you really need not to be fooled by what they look like. I talked this, about this uh, in my social media course is that one of the popular apps um, is called Calculator. Hmm. And it looks like a calculator. It sounds like a calculator. But what Calculator actually is, is a vault which allows you with a passcode to store videos and photos uh, behind it, uh, which is used for, for examples, we were talking about nude photos. Um, one of the phenomenons that phenomena that we see with teen boys mostly is that they're sharing uh, pictures of, of naked girls, by the way, girls that they know from their mm-hmm. class. This is not random girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're storing them on their phones, but where are they going to store them so their parents can't find them? And apps like Calculator. So it's not just, you know, you approving them, you know, approving what they download or don't download onto their phone. It's actually knowing what those apps are going into the apps yourself, downloading, downloading them to your own phone so you can see what they do. Because um, I could talk here about a lot of different apps, but the reality is that if you're not going to go in and play with them yourself, you're not actually going to be particularly useful. Um, the, the world of social media is a very touch-feel-see world. And so you don't have to become a master. You don't have to use it or like it. Again, this is why I'm saying use your teens. Tell them, ask them to show you how to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Or find a friend who actually is into it. Um, I have a friend who loves TikTok. She does all these crazy videos with her kids on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and uses it as a a family thing. It's her thing. It's not my thing. I would never think of doing a TikTok. It's not, it's just not me. Right, right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but she's found a way, found a way to make it work for her, and it also matches her personality. She's a very mm-hmm. vibrant, lively, theatrical personality, and so it works for her really well. Sure. Um, but when I was first learning about TikTok, I went to my older nephew and I said, "I heard about this thing. What's it about?" And so he sat and he showed me. He showed me how it worked. He showed me how to make one. Uh, we had a whole, you know, conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but until I downloaded it to my phone and sat there for way too long watching really stupid videos <laughs> did I get a sense of what this really is about. Right. Um, because it's not the same when somebody's teaching you as it is when you're experiencing it by yourself. So do right. it. Do it. Yep. Get Snapchat. You know, friend your, your child on Snapchat and Snapchat away. Just to right. get a sense of what, it, of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, the big ones today are Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. Mm-hmm. So, okay. 
Great. And then just real quick, and uh, we need to take a commercial break, but can you real briefly just say like what Snapchat is for anybody who's not familiar with that one? Sure. So Snapchat is a messaging app. It used to, used to only be able to send messages and they would disappear Mm -hmm. um, after 10, 15 seconds, you know, after receiving them, which gave teens the illusion uh, that they actually disappeared, but they didn't. Um, Plus there were multiple other apps that were created that had a screenshot of Snapchat. Um, So those exist. Now Snapchat also has video chatting capabilities you can have a multiple multiple person um, video conference with your friends on Snapchat. It's actually widely expanded uh, what Snapchat is. So if you thought you knew what Snapchat is, it's not the same anymore. It's um, yeah, you now can put stories up on Snapchat that are up for 24 hours, kind of similar um, to actually Facebook stories came from Snapchat stories. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it all started. Um, but teens still use it as a way it's, it's one of their main ways of messaging and communicating today, um, is Snapchat. Yes. If your teen tells you that they're big on Facebook, then something's up because Facebook is for old people. Mm. It's for old people or for really young kids who haven't been on social media yet and see their parents on Facebook. So they want a Facebook, but as Mm -hmm. soon as they know what's what they're, they're not really there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this some more. Stay tuned. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Are you sick of condoms? Does hormonal birth control make you feel sick? Does it cause you to gain weight or kill your sex drive? Do you wish there was a better way to manage your fertility that didn't involve putting artificial hormones in your body? There is a better way, and I've been using it successfully to manage my fertility for over 25 years. It starts with a greater understanding of the female body and a deep dive into exploring your own body and cycle to discover what is normal for you. In my online course, you'll learn about the female cycle and natural birth control methods. I'll teach you my fertility freedom formula so that you'll know how to successfully apply this information to provide you with the level of protection you need to feel comfortable to engage sexually without fear of getting pregnant or getting a sexually transmitted infection. Visit HolisticSexEdRadio.com to find out more. That's HolisticSexEdRadio.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. So Tova, what do you think, I mean, this is just a crazy time that we're all in. And what do you think are, you know, maybe the most important things that parents should just be aware of or making efforts to implement or do um, during this time period when we're all stuck at home I would say use this time where we're stuck at home to talk, to talk, to communicate, to find the way that works for your family and for your team to communicate. Um, because it's different for every, every kid. Mm-hmm. Every kid is different in the way that they are respond to being approached into the, the way conversations work for them or that that, you know, allows them to open up it looks very different from kid to kid. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't yet, this is a great time to investigate that with your team and find out what works for them, right? What kind of approach makes them talk? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the, the biggest complaints I get from parents is that their teens don't talk, right? Mm-hmm. They used to be really talkative when they were younger. Now they don't talk to them. They don't tell them anything. Mm-hmm. And 
one of the things I know from working with teens for so many years is that teens actually really want to talk, but they only want to talk when they feel that there's somebody who's really listening mm-hmm. and who's not going to judge them mm-hmm. and who's not going to um, use what they say against them. Mm, it's a big right? one. That mm-hmm. I hear a lot, right, is I can't tell them the truth because they're going to punish me or they're going to take my phone away or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fear there. And so I would say use this time to learn. First of all, learn communication skills yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a great time to invest in that. And it's a great time to invest in experimenting with your team and figuring out what works and figuring out what you're, you could be doing better and how to create an environment where you can openly talk because that will long-term um, be the best investment that you can make for your relationship with your team and for your family dynamic. Mm -hmm. So work on talking, work on connecting, work on finding moments, um, you know, and to to spend time together and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Do you have suggestions for like, if, if teenagers are resistant to talking, like you talked about, um, you know, finding, you know, using different approaches and that sort of thing. Do you have like some suggestions or ideas, starting points for parents? Like what, are the different approaches out there? You know, I know you can trap them in the car, which we're not going very many places, you know, that's always, <laughs> you know, captive audience is always one approach, you know, but, but what, you know, like what kind of, like, let's give parents some ideas of different ways they can approach these conversations. Sure. So if you have a team that's resistant, the first thing you want to do is you want to schedule time that's mm-hmm. convenient for them. So if you have a topic of conversation, that's something that's important for you to say. Mm-hmm. So let them know in advance. Right. So one of my clients the other day, they felt like things were kind of getting out of hand. Uh, his kids were all over the place doing all kinds of different things. They wanted to have a fan. They wanted to set the rules, right. And mm-hmm. be clear on what the expectations were. And so he let his kids know in advance um, that they were having a family meeting. Yep. Right. So they knew that mm-hmm. tomorrow at eight o'clock, we're going to be talking about the rules and regulations in the house, you know, during this lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everybody was ready, you know, and had an idea of what was about to happen. So that's, right. that's one approach. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is what I call small, small, short conversations, mm-hmm. find different moments to connect, see what works, right? Some teens just don't want to be talked to in the morning. They don't have the capacity. They can't handle it. Their brain's not working. And if you are coming with a whole list of expectations, first thing in the morning, not only are they not listening, they're shutting you down. Uh-huh. Um, in general, my rule for parents is you should be talking 20% of the time and your teen should be talking 80% of the time in any interaction that you have. Okay, that should be the dynamic. If that's not the ratio, then, then something's off. Why? Because teens, would we, we have a tendency to do a few things as adults. We like to share our stories, right? And kind of show that we know we've been through this. We have the answer. Uh Um, Unless we have asked permission to share, your teen is most likely not listening to what you're saying. They tune you out, right? Uh So if you do want to share, if you do have something important, say, you know what? Um, I've been in this situation before. Would you like to hear about it? Um, I have an idea. Would you like to hear it? Ask for permission. If they actually say yes, your chances of them actually listening to what you said is go up by about 80%. Yep, so just asking sense. that question makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, without changing anything, without changing the scenario, without changing the story, without just asking that one question will make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and second of all, the biggest complaint that you hear from teens all the time is that they don't listen. My parents aren't listening to me. It doesn't matter what I say. They don't listen anyhow. Mm-hmm. And so you need to think about what you can do in order to make them feel like they, you're, you're listening, right? You care and you're listening. Mm-hmm. And if you're still feeling like they're not, you put it out there. Say, you know what? I have a, a, my sense is that you don't feel like I take you seriously or you feel like whatever, again, whatever it is that, that you're feeling from them right? That it doesn't matter what you say, I'm not really listening, or that I don't care. Is that true? Give them Mm -hmm. a chance 
by you opening up instead of them in a moment of anger yelling it at you, you open up and say, is this really what's happening? Giving them an opportunity to say, yes, that's how I feel. Yeah. And be ready to accept that criticism and, you know, respond back. Again, you don't have to give an answer. Mm-hmm. You don't need to have the answer. Sometimes we think that, you know, we're the parents, we have to have the answers. And maybe and it's better to not to. Out. Yeah. Because when you try to defend yourself and say, oh, but that's not true. And, you know, and it's like, well, that's how I feel. And you're like negating their feelings when you, you know, respond back defensively. So instead of doing that, just allow what they say to land. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Take it in. I can see. And how, even if mm-hmm. you're horribly offended, or you think they're completely wrong. It doesn't matter. It right. doesn't matter. Take a deep breath, let it in, and ask another question. Mm-hmm. Ask another clarifying question to help you understand what is making them feel the way they are. You know, how did we come to this place? Ask questions. Don't respond. You don't even need to respond in that conversation. Yep. Right? You can take your time to collect your thoughts, take in the information, and come back later. Yep. You know, and share your feelings and your thoughts. Yeah. And even, I mean, really, really hard. Yeah. Well, and also very powerful too. I mean, what if you were to say to your team, like you give them the space to like spill whatever it is that's on their mind. And then you say, you know, thank you for sharing that with me. I want to, you know, think about this and digest what you said. Can I come back to you a little bit later? And can we talk about this more? Like, whoa, Mm -hmm. wouldn't that like knock most teenagers off their seat, you know? (laughs) Like, whoa. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. And they, they, so many of them don't expect it from us that when we do do it, they're mm-hmm. so grateful. Yeah. They're so grateful. And for so many times that, you know, I hear this over and over from teens. It's like, this is the first time I felt my mother ever listened to me. Yeah. Wow. Right. Where, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or my father and you're like, but I know that this is a really attentive parent, right? I know that they're trying. I know that they care. I know, et cetera. But until that moment, they hadn't been able to convey that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and that's you, all that communication piece. I mean, it's so hard to communicate effectively. You know, it's like we're all good at talking. We can talk, you know. <laughs> and mm-hmm. here, you know, at least in theory, we're listening. But, you know, to actually have, like, that real solid communication exchange of information, you know, we don't get training for that. And maybe that's why my episode is very popular. <laughs> I don't know. But, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's important. It, mm-hmm. it is. I mean, one of, one of the courses that I offer is a four-week self-study course, uh, four weeks to a stronger connection with your teen, which is my, my best-selling program mm-hmm. um, for a reason. Yeah, it's because nobody really teaches us how to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the, the reality is that this is where we all get stuck. Cool. You know, it's where yes. we all get stuck. We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do want to let everybody know about your free gift, um, seven day social media boot camp that you have for everyone. Can you tell people about that? Sure. So what I wanted to do was create an opportunity um, for everybody to kind of catch up with where your teens are today. Um, the reality is, and I've done a lot of research about this, is that if you're old enough to have a teen who has social media, you didn't grow up with it. And there's a huge gap between what we know and what our teens' lives look like. And I want to help you catch up with that. And so if you have a child who is old enough to be watching a screen, then you should be taking this boot camp. It's very digestible. It's between 10 to 15 minutes a day. It's not a huge time commitment, um, but it'll bring you up to speed um, so you can start having a conversation or at least start asking yourselves the questions and start saying, oh, this is what I need to learn more about. Uh, and this is what my, my kids' lives looks like. Um, so I hope you'll join us. It's free. It's great. Um, uh, I say that because a lot of people told me it's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we'll post the link on the show notes so everybody who's interested to sign up for it we can definitely send you send them on over using that link uh you can just go to holistic com, and we will post the link right there so thanks a lot toba it's been really great talking to you today thank you it's been great talking to you too yeah, a lot Always of great information. Yes, a lot of great information. And um, for people who uh, kind of caught that we've had a previous conversation before, too, I'm also posting the the resources, how to get access to our interview that we've done previously, too.
as part of the uh, Raising Empowered Kids uh, uh, online interview series. So, Cool. Well, thanks so much, Shova. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks for having me again, and good luck to everybody out there. I hope we can, you know, weather these challenging times together and uh, come out stronger on the other side. Absolutely. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. Thank you and have a beautiful day.